Welcome to We Are DB. I am Brenton, joined as always by Danielle. That's me. And thanks for joining us again this week as we count up the IMDb's best movies of all time and discuss some of the greatest films you mightn't ever have seen. This week, rated as number 32 on the Internet Movie Database by millions of film lovers from around the world is Harakiri. Released in 1962, Harakiri is a Japanese samurai drama, opening in the year 1630. It's based on the novel by Yasuhiko Takaguchi, and the film is directed by Masaki Kobayashi. I kept looking up this movie on the IMDb, and I was looking for quotes and actors and who was involved, and it kept coming up. The original title was Seppuku, which is basically what they're doing here. It's the traditional... Um, like ceremonial suicide. Yeah, uh, and I believe Harakiri is more of just a suicide, someone killing themselves. So I think the actual title should be seppuku, but hey, on the IMDb in English, it says Harakiri. So that's what we're going off. All right. And there was a remake to this in 2011 called Harakiri, um, The hmm. Death of a Samurai. And it's got 7.4 on the IMDb. That's not bad. Mm. Particularly How for- much is this one? This is number 31 at, at this week, so it's like oh, 8.6 right. or so. Okay. I think we're going to make some comparisons throughout this episode on another samurai movie that we've watched, Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa, uh, episode mm. 19, I believe it was. Because samurai movies were a very big thing uh, in Japanese film culture. It's kind of like the American Westerns. Like, there was a big mm. chunk for like 20 years. And they've definitely continued, like, obviously, with the remake and, and things, there has been a resurgence recently in the last 15 years or so, but the samurai movies were huge. I didn't realize that either, and it's interesting, too, how it's kind of the same time frame as the Westerns. Well, yeah. no, the samurai lived, like, about 200 years before the Westerns. No, no, I mean the fact that the Westerns were being filmed in the U.S. at the same time these samurai movies were being filmed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the 50s and 60s, mostly. Yeah. Um, also, this has the exact same screenwriter as Seven Samurai. You wrote the same screenplay. I'm not surprised. Yeah? There was a lot of... Themes. Comparable shots and framing and, you know, cinematic transitions that I appreciated that are, I think, really timeless. Like, this was filmed very well. It was. It seems like it's a more recent film. Just happens to be in black and white. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking on that episode of Seven Samurai about how the samurai, and if you would like to get more of a broad overview on the samurai and samurai movies and the people involved, we do do a bit of a recap at the beginning of that episode. We highly recommend that. Um, mm. If you've seen this movie and you haven't seen Seven Samurai, what are you doing? <laughs> so go listen to episode 19 um, where we cover Seven Samurai. I think Seven Samurai really is kind of the quintessential Japanese samurai movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. If you're going to watch just one, watch that one. Yeah. If you're going to watch two, watch this one as well, you know? Yes. Um, no, I was going to say that you mentioned in that episode that the samurai carry around 
a special sword just to do this Mm -hmm. ceremonial suicide. And I hadn't heard of that before. And it's interesting that this movie dives right into that. And it talks, Mm -hmm. it explains very much what the culture is, what the tradition is, why they're doing this, what kind of people they are, Mm -hmm. um, more so than what Seven Samurai does. And I kind of appreciate that because this is a world that I'm not used to. I don't know the history. And it shows you a really good glimpse at that culture at that time frame. Mm. I kind of like that. It's really nice. Mm. These two movies really look at kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah, they they have a very different feel, even though they're covering similar topics. Samurai in practice in battle versus, like you said, samurai honor and culture. So I think, no, I really enjoyed both of these movies for sure. I think that Seven Samurai is a better film. But I really enjoyed this, and I think I enjoyed it more than Seven Samurai. I'm surprised yeah. at how much I enjoyed this. Seven Samurai had a more compelling, fun-to-follow-along story. Harakiri is one of those movies that it's looking at the concept of something. It's kind of the short story of the two, you know what I mean? Like It was almost like a bottle episode. Like It was very much set with few characters in a few areas. Yeah. And when I say it's like a short story, I was always taught that short stories were meant to be, they look at a small snapshot in time and they look at a concept over the plot. They're trying to convey some sort of moral message. You know what I mean? And that's really what this was doing. It wasn't looking at, you know, this grand story of something that happened. It was very simple, but it was a lot more to do with emotion and the human condition and the nature of the way people think and the nature of revenge and things like that. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to talk a bit about the actual set of this movie. It was beautiful. The house that they're in? All the houses. The house, the house of Yi, um, the family's house. Just everything about this movie, you look at these buildings. I don't know. Would they have built these sets? I don't know. Like, if they did, they were very elaborate and would have been very expensive to build. Yeah, that traditional Japanese carpentry. I fucking love it. I think it's great. It's so beautiful. And I spoke about that on the episode on Spirited Away because they animated, but they show the mm. same sort of architecture and just it's just the, the old Japanese style. It was just really interesting to me to see, you know, everything about this movie felt like it was quality and so well produced. So you're Mm. looking at these costumes, which are perfectly dated, and the hairstyles and everything, and then you're looking at this set, which is beautiful and, you know, full timber. Everything looks as real as it ought to. These big open spaces with these paneled walls, you know just gorgeous the ancestral homage the suit of armor that they were looking at you know what i mean that was so interesting and i'm curious you know on as a side note those big does that big helmet actually be worn in battle or is it kind of just decorative do you think i think so i think that they were used in a period before this movie was set i don't Uh think the samurai of this time would use them Mm. but again i'm not an expert so i'm not sure yeah for those who haven't seen it it's just these these big horns off the top of this helmet, just huge. It was very traditional ceremonial kind of outfit that you would imagine from the samurai, like gorgeous, yeah. but just I I'm thinking very impractical in in use. But yeah, so these you know this beautiful set, this 
beautiful costuming. The cinematography was so well done. It was, yeah. Everything was like symmetrical and just set up just right. Like all of the transitions were smooth and the zoom would happen at just the right time, at just the right pace. And the framing was perfect. You know, you'd have your cuts to the right people at the right time. Like everything was very purposeful. And it really showed, you know, like it was enough for me to sit back and go, wow, like this is filmed really beautifully. It's not it enough is. for you to notice. It's not you know cheesy I mean? or corny or anything like that. It's not at very all. well done. And that's something that I noticed with Seven Samurai as well. Like for comparative to American movies of the same time, Japanese movies are amazing. They're ahead of their time, really. Yeah, they really were. Like they're just... They're works of art, and I th think that's really worth highlighting that I never expected that from watching these movies. Like, it's really, really a very enjoyable cinematic experience watching these movies. A big comparison that I had to Seven Samurai is there's a lot more dialogue, and therefore there's a lot more reading and subtitles and stuff, while Seven Samurai shows off a lot of the storytelling through visuals. And obviously mm -hmm. there's dialogue through that movie as well, but this is very dialogue heavy, which I'm okay with, but it was noticeable. But that said, like I remember saying to you, I don't, I didn't feel like I was watching a movie with subtitles last night. Yeah, like honestly, five, ten minutes in, you forget that it's in black and white, you forget that it's Japanese, you forget that it's made in 1962, because it drew me in really quickly. Really quickly, and really the only telltale sign was that it was in black and white, but that's done artistically all the time anyway. That's the benefit of doing like a period drama is that it's kind of timeless because you're not relying really on the hairstyles or look, showing off cars or something that can be dated really easily, technology. Mm. Yeah, these movies age very well. That's one thing that I always hated because like I've, I've said before, my grandpa watches a lot of Westerns. So you'd always see these women in these movies with these huge like 60s backcomb hairdos when it's supposed yeah. to be like the 1800s. Like it just it didn't work well. You don't run into that problem here at all. I was wondering, I wonder how this went over in Japan at the time, because this is really making a statement that samurai honor is a sham really. I think they were talking specifically about this house. He says that in his speech, um, where he's saying that the, the honor of the samurai is a facade amongst these men. I think that's what he meant. I don't think okay. that it was meant to be all samurai, because he was basically saying, if you actually stick to the, the way of the samurai, it's completely honorable, but you guys mm. haven't. And I think that was the accusation that he okay. was making, which is an interesting point to pick up. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree to that point now that you've explained it that way, because it was interesting. The way the characters convey themselves, I don't know where I'm going with this. That's okay. Um, yeah. I would like to get into spoilers. I'm going to be surprised if you listen to this episode without watching it, because it's kind of an obscure reference, this one. Mm. So we'll get into spoilers. All right. There's some gruesome shit that goes down in this movie. Much more so than Seven Samurai. Yes. I was like, surprised. Because I said, do you think we're going to see him do it? And you're like, no. no and then we saw every single yeah. little bit of it. Like, oh my goodness. And it being him performing Harakiri. It With was very... a bamboo blade, by the way. Which, yes. Man, that was portrayed interestingly because I wasn't... I don't really know this act, right? And I, I was learning it through watching the movie. 
but they portrayed like trying to do it with a bamboo. I don't know. The storytelling was very good with conveying what was necessary, how this goes down, why you need a second. And then they added in the bamboo there. Mm. I don't know. I just felt like it was very easy to follow along with that storyline. And to learn through watching kind of thing. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. I didn't watch that particular part of this movie just because it was making me sick <laughs> to, to think about it and to see it. Did you watch much of it? Did you see the whole Yeah, I don't think thing? that you were feeling very well anyway. I mean, it's not yeah. too gruesome. It's not like it's a Saw movie or anything, but there was quite a lot of blood. Um, mm. And they mentioned how they bit off his own tongue, and that's how he started to bleed from his, his mouth. So it did get a bit throughout the act of the Harakiri. It got a bit much. You did yeah. see him stabbing himself a few times. So, warning there. That said, though, even though it was very uncomfortable for me and I didn't watch it, I think that's ballsy to... Go through with the bamboo. No, but to to depict that on screen. Oh, yeah. That's why I was surprised. Yeah. At that time, especially, there wasn't a whole lot. Like, when I think back again, and maybe this is just American culture, you think back to the Westerns of the same time period, somebody gets shot, you see no entry rune, no you wouldn't blood. You not see anything, yeah. Yeah, they just go, and then they keel over. So. I like that. I appreciate that they showed something. I don't think that they took it too far. No. And they did well. Like, this movie even made use of, like, prosthetics and cinematic makeup. You know, like yeah. I'm thinking with specifically matching where that guy gets, you know, yeah, slashed across the head and it's dripping down his face. Like it was it was evident that it was makeup, but even then it still was good. It looked good. We also were talking in Seven Samurai about how I said in that that I was surprised about the samurai fights and the duels. They're not as cinematic and actionful as I thought that they would be. And mm. we had a quick discussion on there about how I'm probably influenced by more modern cinema, Western cinema, movies like Kill Bill, where mm. it's all just like ching, 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 like action, action, action. And Seven Samurai is definitely not trying to do that. So therefore it doesn't. This movie has that. This is what I was expecting from Seven Samurai. Because that ending, I fucking loved the ending of this for a number of reasons. Can I just say, though, their style of fighting is very different still to what's depicted in modern cinema. So you look... Yeah. I'd like to see the remake of this. Yeah. You look at something like Kill Bill, there's a lot of continuous movement. You're always moving, you're always slashing, you're always jumping around. They pause in fights yeah, that's a good all the time here. And it's just like, it's the, like this mutual respect between warriors... It's like, okay, just let him catch his breath. You mm. know what I mean? It's almost like to catch him by surprise is dishonorable. You're not yeah, actually yeah. proving your skill. You know what I mean? It is, because you see the third guy who came to his house, and he's, he was surrounded by those paracels that he was making. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, this isn't a good place for a duel. Like, no. he's, he's looking around at his surroundings, and he's like, I could kill you here like a dog, but I'm not going to do that. Let's go find somewhere we can actually do this like men. And mm -hmm. that fight scene is very elegant. It's almost like they're dancing. And I, it's so different to any sort of other culture, really, that has that. And like I said, there's about a 50-50 mix of movement and non-movement in that particular fight scene. You know, they're not moving just as much as they are moving. And that was really interesting. I've never seen sword fighting depicted that way before. Yeah, 
It was, it was almost very symmetrical as well. Like they would both come mm. in, do a bit of a slash, and then step back, reassess mm. the situation. Okay, let's let's go about this. And this is a fight to the death. These guys would have you running full of adrenaline, and this is how they approach it. It's really interesting and fascinating to watch. I liked mm. it. I did too. It was just. Everything about this was, like I said, so well thought out. It was a nice surprise. It was a nice surprise because I, mm. I had no idea what this movie was going to be. Um, it popped into the list because it was at like number 50 or something. And then in like a week, the IMDb updated and it became like number 29. It's gone to number 31 at the moment mm. um, with Joker. But that's pretty good. Like, it just popped into my radar, and I'm like, I've never heard of this movie. We'll just watch it for the thing. And I'm glad that we did, because I think I really enjoyed it more than Seven Samurai, even though I think that's a better film. I enjoyed them for different reasons. Yeah. And I've discovered that I really like classic Japanese cinema, which yeah. is interesting. I've I've enjoyed watching through and seeing, you know, the kind of the different flavor that each country kind of has. Yeah. It's kind of the beauty of this podcast. Yeah. Specifically, I'm kind of thinking about how French movies are really strange. Yeah. I now have, you know, enough of a basis to, to say that I really like Japanese movies. They're very artfully done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was really anticipating the ending because a lot of this movie is the main character. He's sitting on the pad in the courtyard mm-hmm. telling the story. And I'm like, you wouldn't be telling this story unless you're getting to a point what is the mm-hmm. twist what's the plot at the end here and it mm. plays on and on and it drags you in and in and i was really waiting for the reveal at the end and i'm like oh shit he went around and dishonored these three guys who forced his son-in-law to kill himself with the bamboo sword that's basically what happens mm. I-, I think it didn't disappoint at all no and then there was a great fight scene at the end. He ended up dying, sure, but he took out some men. Like, he he went out swinging. I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I really did, too. I was very interested to see what would happen after every turn, really. It was compelling. It was very compelling. It was. It was very compelling. And the story, like, I enjoyed the story. I didn't find it boring. You know, I was feeling no. for these characters. It I was, was expecting to think that it might be boring and I, when I went into it. That was my anticipation. Well, that was the thing that really surprised me about both of these movies, Harakiri and Seven Samurai. They were really good stories. Like, they were enjoyable yeah. to watch. Which we spoke about then because that's why they've been remade and changed and done with so many things over time is because they're good stories at the heart of it. And we mm. compared them to Shakespeare in that instance because... Shakespeare has such good stories at the heart of it that it can be readapted over centuries. Mm. This is why we do this podcast, to discover gems like this. Yeah. And that's been nice because I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen something kind of obscure that we've been surprised about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I, I really enjoyed this one. Did you want to say anything else? That's about all I have to say. Okay. Yep. This is kind of a short one this week, but I think we've expressed as much as we that we liked it. And uh, I don't know if there's much else to say without retreading ourselves. Um, I really enjoyed it. I will just say, like, if you if you are a bit of a cinema buff and this is something that you enjoy, you would enjoy this movie. It was done beautifully. 
We have been Danielle and Brenton this week. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on all the socials. We're most active on Instagram. You can comment on SoundCloud and support us on Patreon. We've got every episode uncut, unedited, and a week earlier than usual, as well as bonus episodes every month, polls voting on what you want to hear over on WeRDB on Patreon. And until next week, thanks for listening.